0: Alan, thanks for being here tonight. Yeah,
1: it's a pleasure on a
2: rainy day.
0: On a rainy day, yeah. Well, it hasn't rained today. It's been very muggy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But, oh my gosh. We... Well, let me put it this way. I, well, and I thought about this last evening, as a matter of fact, because yesterday it poured it's off and on all day, but it was just torrential. And I thought, because I don't talk about
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I thought, you know what, if I had a planted a garden, it would all be plenty now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the reason I wasn't able to, of course, was because of my hand. Uh-huh. I couldn't get it. Uh, we had two beautiful weeks in May, and I thought about this, Alan. Mm-hmm. Dry, hot, and not humid. Yeah. And so all of your winter thaw was, was dried up, and mm-hmm. the farmers were out there tilling the fields and getting their crops in people got their gardens in and two weeks later it started raining yeah. and it's never really been drying up since
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the man that uh, is well he's a neighbor down the road he he had some corn planted across the road and mm-hmm. stopped by today and said that his whole crop is flooded out Yeah. The whole crop. and I thought to myself well now you know we don't know any time it's coincidence Mm-hmm. We don't we don't ever know anymore if any weather is, quote, natural weather. Yeah. But that is, doesn't it sound like something that would be done intentionally? Uh,
1: well, we know they've already been doing it intentionally in the past. And have given the farming areas droughts for years and then floods. And, uh, and even today, amongst the thunderstorms and the rain, as when the clouds were breaking up, you could see them still spraying between the clouds. Uh, so they're really going at it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, it hasn't rained all day here. Uh-huh. And it's raining right now, Alan. <laughs> yeah. It's uh-huh. <Yeah. laughs> their signature.
1: It's their signature. And the mosquitoes are cheering away there, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Because they just love this weather.
0: Well, what they love is the control of the lives of people, Alan. I know. Uh-huh. You know. before that, as you called me before we went on the air and we were talking, about how fast time goes mm-hmm. And I had mentioned to you that I, And I just thought we would Chat about this for a minute Because I'd like to talk on it When I Uh oh Can you hear me? Yeah Uh oh Did you change phones? No Oh Okay uh, My headset might go out on me And I'll have to go on the other phone mm-hmm. Uh I, I I, wonder if something cosmically is going on That has speeded up our perception of time Mm-hmm and I read someplace I don't remember where it was or somebody told me this that today a a 24 hours is equivalent to what 16 hours used to be Uh
2: uh-huh
1: yeah yeah well what are your thoughts on that? uh, it's difficult to say although we do know uh, that in different times in history see the earth doesn't go around the sun in a a definite circle Uh, it's more oval shaped anyway And it doesn't go in exactly the same path year after year, there's variations. And uh, we know at different times down through the centuries, they've had warming periods and cooling periods. And and even in the Middle Ages, they didn't bother building chimneys at one point for 200 years because they didn't need fires inside the houses. And then it was followed by another cooling period and back in with the chimneys. So this happens up and down um
0: but it's a long slow process isn't
1: it yeah it's, uh, it comes on gradually over you know over 50 100 years yeah and then it might last 200 and then go back to the opposite again so this does definitely happen and of course time itself is judged by matter moving in space that's what time is right and so it, it does make sense no sense <laughs> Uh, that, that uh, since everything else supposedly bends and space even lights bends and then it's possible that even time could bend itself uh-huh. you know so these are all theories that are always getting banged around I'm, I'm sure at the very top level that they understand it as opposed to the bottom level matrix where they give us theories yeah,
0: yeah well I, I know it isn't just me
2: Yeah, because
0: everybody I talk to has the same thing to say. Mm -hmm. They just cannot believe how fast time is flying.
2: Yeah, Uh he is
0: gone before. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just it's it's. It
1: it is kind of a weird feeling, isn't it, Alan? Again, too, it's also... We were talking once before about the psychotronic weaponry they do, I admit they have. And the Brzezinski wrote about in between two ages. Uh Um, One of the effects of the constant bombardment of of the the harp type technologies um, is to affect your mood, your emotion... And it's very possible that if they put you into a certain frame of mind, time would seem to fly by. Uh, That is true. Uh Yeah. So we, uh, if anything is happening, I'd I'd, uh, I'd probably think first of all it's science that's
2: doing it.
0: Well, I do too. Yeah. I don't see anything today that would be what we would call natural. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Even if it is, I don't know it because I. I see that nothing is analogous. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh-huh. That's the way my own perception has become.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was reading now they're putting in that, um, genetically modified plum trees, and uh, and, and then from these uh, modified plum trees, they're going to bring out a new type of sweetener that will take over from the, the existing ones.
0: A, new, a sweet plum? I guess so, yeah.
1: But it's a modified one,
2: sure. and
1: I'm sure everything that we eat modifies us. That's probably the, the main objective. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're being heavily re engineered, and we have been for quite some time.
0: Yeah. Do you ever buy oranges at the grocery store?
1: Uh, I've done it, and it don't taste like orange.
0: And tangerine?
1: Yeah. I can yeah. remember
0: tangerines, when you used to go to peel it, if you get your, your nail in there, and the, the skins would just fall off, mm-hmm. and your tangerine would come apart in those little sections. Yeah. Even what they call tangerines today, they mm-hmm. don't peel like that. They peel like an orange, more like an orange. Yeah. They don't taste like a... I think we've forgotten what food tastes like
1: it's the insidiousness of it all, uh, and I know I mean they admitted a few years ago in the newspapers that even all, all the coffees modified all the all the, the coffee beans and shrubs and it was the, the growers were forced to do it by the purchasers they made them change over or they wouldn 't buy from them, so it makes you wonder why that was a priority for the purchasers. Uh, to to push this stuff on on all the bio, all the producers, what's the real effect of all this modified stuff on us?
0: You know. I read an article. I I do not know if this article is for real. Mm-hmm. I would like to find the source of it. Yeah. It is, uh, talking about you know the technology and that. It said that there was, they did a test, and that two uh, cell phones were one cell phone called the other. Uh and then they laid them down and put an egg in the middle. Oh. Did you read that, Alan? No, no. Within an hour, the egg
2: was
1: cooked. Uh, I don't
0: know. Yeah, see,
1: I don't know. I I doubt that. If it was that obvious, they wouldn't give it to us. Whatever they do doesn't have to be so immediately obvious. So they wouldn't be that crazy, you know. I'm sure they do if they could get away with it, mind you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but... uh, Um, Certainly, the the, the long-term use of the cell phone, I am sure, has effects on people.
0: Simply because of the waves from the transmitters, the towers coming right in.
1: It's in that frequency, the the infrared, um, is in with the microwave-type frequency range. There
0: you go. Well, microwaves can, uh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Well, you know, you know what? I guess it would be pretty easy for somebody to do that test themselves, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly would if someone's got two phones. I guess uh, I guess that's an addict, that's one for each year. <laughs> they want to here in stereo.
0: Our two friends, everybody has I uh, mm-hmm. was talking to Amber before uh before you called me. Yeah. And she was, you know, talking about her cell phone and I said, Amber, do you know that there have been articles written and allegedly that these are medical uh you know, medically proven that had that cell phones can cause brain too much mm-hmm. well how does it do that ma and I said well I explained what I understood I said the way the towers that mm-hmm. the signal comes from is being received by the phone and it's going right into your head yeah. because the phone is right next to your ear and then she says well everybody has to have a cell phone Ma, ma. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah. God love oh.
1: her. See, that's a, that's a problem. They bypass the older ones and go straight to the children because the children believe that the big they, the big they up there that seems to decide everything but never do anything to harm us, that they truly believe that. Yeah. They really believe that, yeah. Well, and then
0: we have parents who, you know... You know, I could, re- I could see it mm-hmm. if it was totally, absolutely, only used for an emergency. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those are the phones they use.
1: I know, and, and of course it put more and more gadgetry on it for the youngsters to be attracted even more to it. And uh, and ash is a stepping stone towards. Uh, monitoring wherever you go, they admit they're used for that already.
0: Well, my Alan,
1: and it's a stepping stone from computer to that to the to the blueberry one, of where it does the internet and everything to a chip in your body. That's the whole uh, training on step by step to the final end.
0: And, and yes, I mean if they can do it with the global positioning with the cars, yeah, uh, very possibly. Now there are cell phones that you can purchase, uh-huh. you don't have to give name, address, or anything, Yeah. and then you can buy time, mm-hmm. uh, and have them recharged, you know, it's so much for so many minutes, uh-huh. now that uh, that would be something, they they might know where that phone is, but they don't know who the heck has it. Oh,
2: yeah, they do. How?
1: Because they have every person who's ever used a phone, they have their voice print.
2: Oh, okay.
1: They've had that for years, yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah
0: hadn't thought about. Every
1: single individual's got a voice print already recorded.
0: Synthesize their voices. uh uh-huh. One night our listeners may think they're listening to Alan and Jackie and they're listening to... Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah? Synthesizing. Synthesizing the
2: voice.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, see we're really living in the past all the time. Because the, the whole object of having power is keeping power. And you keep power by never sharing all the latest with the public. In fact, you train the public to believe that they're on the cutting edge all the time. And whatever's new in the store is the, is the, is the utter latest of its kind. Or
0: they'll say, within two years we ought to have this perfected. That's
1: right. Yeah. in fact
0: they're putting mm-hmm. it on us already. Yeah,
1: hmm yeah, I mean, they were using uh, solid-state circuitry, micro circuitry back in the 40s and 50s, before we even heard of a transistor.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So sure.
2: Well, uh,
0: talking about the weather, well, we were. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to let our listeners know that I, did, uh, I was able to send those articles over to Darren, and he's got them posted. Uh-huh. I thought they were important. Because in 1974, I did mention this last week, I believe. Time magazine had an article in there called "A New Ice Age,"
2: uh-huh. and they
0: said that that the planet had been cooling for the past several decades, mm-hmm. and that and they did say too that the the, the, the I believe they said it in this that it is slow process, but uh-huh. that it looks like we're going into a new ice age. Yeah. Well then here we are in two thousand six mm-hmm. and both of those articles are posted so people can see them yep. in their own eyes. Two thousand six be worried, be very worried. Yeah. And in that one the author said, Well it used to be thought that uh you know, that global changes happen very slowly
2: mm-hmm.
0: but suddenly this one is on it.
2: Yeah.
0: It's on it right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I realized how we can cut back in greenhouse gases, though.
0: Quit eating beans?
1: No, we could do that, too. Uh, but what we could also do is for every good citizen of the planet, you see, because we're all global citizens now, yeah. um, uh, we can only breathe half as much as we normally do.
2: Okay. And that
1: way you're not putting as so much carbon dioxide out. And you could tax joggers and people like that more. For, for,
2: sure, for using
0: up more energy. That's
1: right, yeah. Okay. We should all practice, just holding your breath. You see, and eventually we can use half as much air. Yeah. Me.
0: Um, Betty Mills told me this. Betty usually didn't. I don't know. I don't. I never know of her saying anything that she couldn't back up. Uh-huh. It was in a phone conversation, though. But she said it was the Rothschilds that were cutting down the rainforest. Uh-huh. And when you think about it, of course, they're being trying to the environmentalist movement, too, mm-hmm. uh, becoming their own opposition to cutting up the rainforest. Mm-hmm. But think about the loss of oxygen, Alan. Yeah. Right? Because uh-huh. the trees give out. What do they give out?
1: Well, they give out oxygen.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And take in the carbon
1: dioxide.
0: Uh-huh. Well, that's a lot of trees, Alan. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But, you know, a lot of it is overblown as well. It truly really is. You know. A
0: lot of what? Uh,
1: the, the propaganda we're given to make us believe things.
0: Like that they're cutting down the rainforest? Yeah, and
1: clearing it all, yada, yada, yada. Because, I mean, uh, if you come into Canada, for instance, just go north of Toronto, and once you get past the farming lands, you're going to see nothing but forest for hundreds of miles in all directions. And, uh, and, and they do timber it, they don't clear cut the timber, though. And. Um, uh, you know there's plenty of trees and so on they're always getting us panicking about something or other now that doesn't mean that I've never clear cut in the past they'll always show you the same pictures over and over to to give you the, the youngsters the wrong point of view
0: to get them to be environmental
1: yeah I've seen the same uh, scene of of a clear cut of used for donkeys years of one place in BC you know uh, that
0: used for donkeys? No, for
1: donkey's years, yeah. Oh,
2: for donkey's
1: years. Yeah, donkey's years. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they keep showing you the same one over and over and over and uh, all the propaganda talks that they have. But, uh, but a lot of it's definitely overblown. Uh, to, because they're always creating crisis. Most crises are, are not based on fact. It's like the bird flu.
0: And then they get people... Um, sending money to save the rainforest
1: I know a lot of people fell
2: for that
0: yeah, I've fallen for almost all of them
2: uh huh
0: yeah. I uh I, I adopted little uh uh huh and what else did I adopt uh, something else because they were becoming endangered Mhm. um I sent a donation Alan when they were refurbishing the gift that we got from the Grand Orient Lodge uh huh uh, the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah. I sent a $50 donation because mm-hmm. I thought it was so cool that they were doing that. Yeah.
1: That's a lot of Brasso. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But no, they, they've always got us doing something, and, and they, uh, we're always at the bottom of the ladder in the knowledge field. And there's always a scam going on somewhere. And if nothing else, it's scamming our mind as well as our wallet. Um, But it's primarily the mind They they rob us of our our mind You see Uh, To come to any Factual conclusion You must be supplied with all facts We never are We
0: never are You know something I just thought just Popped into my mind Mm -hmm. I I I was just like I wasn't just like everybody else I never have been Mm -hmm. I mean I, I didn't go along with the crowd yeah. I didn't go along with style. But I believed in all this stuff. I told you this. I've said it on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so wrapped up in, 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 in their lives. Well, you know, like adopting little turtles and yeah. having people call their U.S. congressmen to stop a terrible bill and mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And suddenly, it's almost like when I did wake up, it, it, it was like with a bang,
2: uh-huh.
0: and I wonder if maybe that I went through this so that I can relate mm-hmm. uh, to people who are there. Yeah, where I was, I can relate to it, Alan. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. See that there are so many ways of viewing reality, and, and it all depends on how uh, you've been indoctrinated by the establishment they give you a version of reality that's why people can't fathom out that anything would be done to them to hurt them uh, if they've swallowed their six o'clock news reality and, and their their education reality uh, they can never figure it out so that the big boys have it all contingencies planned for, for themselves because number one they must always save themselves if there was something real uh, they have underground places they could live for centuries probably uh, if they did anything on top of the planet, they have arcs. So it's been on television uh, from the World Wildlife Fund. They have these big places they call arcs, where they have the, the the seed of the planet. They have the the genes of every single animal and insect you can imagine and plant uh, stored, and they call them arcs. And one of them's in Louisiana. Uh, and these are huge cryogenic facilities, and they've successfully, on, on the public broadcasting program I watched, they've successfully implanted them, uh, different species of animals um, after being cryogenically frozen, at least at least their sperm and the ovum, and implanted them in other animals and brought them to term. So they could they can make anything reappear on this planet they wish to.
0: Do you think? Do you suppose maybe the story of Noah's Ark? It <laughs> yeah. was this, a story of the thing. I mean, really, when you think about it, yeah. an ark that was big enough uh-huh. for a two of every single fa- uh, animal on the planet. Mm-hmm. and You had to feed them, and you had to get rid of their. The muck, yeah. Their, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I uh, Well,
1: that's why Noah. Noah. The first thing he did when he hit land was to grow a vineyard and get drunk.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. He needed a break from all that. You see. And if
0: I'm not mistaken, uh-huh. I think that Jehovah. Uh-huh. Was at the sweet savor of cooking meat. Uh
2: huh.
0: And was glad.
2: Well, it got me too.
1: I mean, how did they sacrifice if they only had two of everything? Because if you they sacrifice anything, you only have one left.
0: That's, uh, well, maybe they took enough for the sacrifice.
1: Well, I guess they must have. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, i tell you, it's such a. Uh, a, a do, you,
0: do you think that that was an. Al- I mean, we know the story, it has to be an allegory, but uh-huh. do you think that that would be. A possibility that this same thing happened another time, and that they already had that technology. Um,
1: well, I don't know about that technology. If they were that that far, we don't know. There's a lot of a lot of modern books uh, more into the fiction than reality. However, uh, we do know that peoples in past times have had safe places where they have stored the grain and food and stuff like that in mountains. We know that the Sumerians came from the highlands, and even, even the grain that they planted was brought from the highlands. It was much older, and... Uh so they brought that with them too, and so most ancient peoples have records of catastrophes and surviving, and and having these uh, store places for for food, etc. That's definitely been done before. Uh, however, this thing with the with the the arcs, now that's just the wild, the World Wildlife Fund uh, that's headed by Prince Philip. um and the facility in Louisiana was a multi-million dollar facility uh, and run by a professor who also teaches at a university there um, so so these are not little little these are these are serious things and and I wouldn't be surprised if if the space station the international space Station ISS or isis I wouldn't be surprised if that's another arc. Yeah. Oh, okay. That would make, see, you can get most of the stuff for the planet, and know, a huge deep freeze. You
2: know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess you could, couldn't
1: you? If it was DNA. And it sure, see, uh you know mucking out the buyer, the buyer type thing. It's a, there's no mucking out doing there. Yeah. So, what
0: have you been up to? Oh, just trying to
1: survive, basically, and get done what has to be done out uh,
0: uh,
1: between just living and cooking and and on the phone to people, talking to people, um, just getting by, really, just getting by.
0: Yeah. Yes. uh uh-huh. It's interesting you say that. Mm-hmm. You know, cooking. Mm-hmm. It hmm it, 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 it does take up a lot of your time. Yeah. And you have to eat.
2: Yeah, the basics. Yeah.
0: And then you have the mess you made, and that has to be cleaned up. Yeah. And I thought about that. I thought, Gee. <laughs> if if you had all the time you spent, you know, preparing your meals, mm-hmm. you'd have more time to do stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, they'll do that for us eventually. We'll be like seven of nine. When we're all one, you see, we all have the we're all linked to the one computer. Um, you're just going to a cubicle at night, and you will get fed intravenously, and programmed for the next day's tasks. Yeah, and so we won't have to go through all of this. Yeah. That's what they've got planned.
0: You <laughs> see that for sure. I mean, you've actually read this.
1: Yeah, well, that's what that's what the brain chip's all about. That's what the, the Loyola meetings were all about. The, the the worldwide meetings they held at university. Was about that very topic.
0: Um, we get an injection in place of meals.
1: Oh yeah, I mean ultimately you'll run on, on what people see as total efficiency. And uh, at the moment, according to the big boys, we're just too inefficient, and they must make us evolve. You see, to the the great leap forward is to be done scientifically. It always was to be done scientifically, and and that's what they mean by that. Uh, and that they'll make us far more efficient as creatures or servants, shall I say. And, and that's what they have in store. They have a brain chip eventually. For, but we're, all we're doing is being trained step by step to the, to the next step, to the next step, until. Well, what's the big deal if you put a, a chip in your head and you can see a movie in your, in your optic centres, you know, inside your head? Uh, that's where it's all to go. That's not the real reason to give it to you. That's the, that's the bait to get it, you to take it. But eventually, you'll just get fed into eventually.
0: Well, you could, they could give you enough calories
1: and... Oh, yeah, and, and they can also alter your whole metabolism.
0: Okay, so in other words, the body would be so modified by that time, yeah. if it ever happened.
1: Oh, it's going to happen. I mean, all the science magazines, the, the science magazines for the last 20 years have had articles out on the different kinds of humans that you can make if they want to right now.
0: I know that that. Yeah, really. you know, just because it's what they intend and it's what they're planning mm-hmm. and that it looks like they're so infallible mm-hmm. that but we don't know that it's going to happen.
1: I, there's, right now, there's nothing to stop them. In fact, uh, the, the children who are maybe five, six right now or ten even wouldn't mind if they could become like the heroes in, the, in their comic books or their, their movies.
0: Well, if it's for sure going to happen, mm-hmm. why are we wasting time? As a
1: counterforce.
0: Uh-huh.
1: As a counterforce because at least as people hear what we're saying. Okay. If, if people don't don't speak out and, and point out the ob- which should be obvious to people, then the people won't know to tell their children.
0: But if you are convinced mm. that it is going to happen uh-huh. let me tell you something, Alan. If I was convinced it was going to happen, Uh I wouldn't be doing this radio broadcast. Yeah.
1: see, they've already got a guy with a brain chip in Britain, that that, uh, Professor Warwick, I think his name is. And uh, now whether he's really got it, I don't know. I don't know if it's a PR stunt to get us used to the idea or, or what you know but I know that back in the 50s and 60s they were doing it with animals the same thing
2: is this
0: the guy that walks into his office and the computer turns on I think so he gets every I mean instead of having to put a, a print or something to open the door the doors open
2: for
1: him he, uh, yeah initially I think he had one in his arm and yeah, but now he supposedly he's got one on his, in his in his brain you
0: know oh yeah I think that's when I read it he had one in his arm uh huh Alan. Mm-hmm. Now you said there's nothing to stop them. Mm-hmm. It is going to happen.
1: It, it is nothing to stop them. But wait, mm-hmm.
0: we're going to have to take a break here. Yeah. And I'd like you to tell me, when we get back on the other side, mm-hmm. why you're doing everything you're doing. I just
1: told you, because some, someone has to tell them the other side of the story.
0: Why, if it's going to happen?
1: You, you, a lot of people will go for this. It's just, just that they've gone for the cell phone, you can't stop them.
0: When you say it's going to happen, there's nothing we can do to stop it.
1: You can't stop it. You can't stop people going ahead.
0: In other words, you're not saying it's going to be a global thing and that nobody will escape it.
1: That's right. I mean, eventually they're the people who will hang out against everything. And, uh, then, then it comes the, the final thing. They don't like forcing people to do things. They, they prefer to make it impossible for you not to. No, you to. That's how they get around things. But already, I mean, the, the, the biggest fad in the world right now is for the cashless chips to get inserted in youngsters' arms. And they started that, at this, this first started, I think, in Holland for nightclubs. So you get a prepaid Amount of money um, swiped into this chip that's implanted in your arm, and you get into this really hot club, you know. Uh, now they've got one in Spain opening, it. it's opened up, they're doing the same there. Where's that? In Spain now. Okay. Uh, and uh, the company that's doing it is basically in California, and the guy who happens to be the head of this company that's getting all the youngsters and using sex is, you know, it's all hormonal drive again. If you want the hottest places to meet the opposite sex, you must go to these big clubs, the, the hottest clubs out. And
0: you can't get into the clubs without the chip? Uh,
1: that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and so you, you can just charge the chip with so many dollars and you don't have to pay money for, for a drink. Uh, it, it's deducted automatically from your chip. And
0: they would scan you, in other words.
1: Uh-huh and this is a big trend and the guy who, who is out promoting this just happens just happens listen to this be an ex-member of the NSA <laughs> what a coincidence yeah. well they have
0: a revolving door anyway we know that
1: uh-huh. they go from one yeah well he's still working for the NSA I mean if the NSA they want everybody chipped that's the bottom line and so here you, all you do is dress it up make it sexy and, uh, and the youngsters go for it because they're driven by hormones and not their head.
0: <sighs> I think it would be very good if when you're on, uh, you know, programs, mm-hmm. that if you say something like that, that you would qualify it. Because it's the, the way it's said, you know, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's real nonchalant and there's nothing to stop them. mm mm-hmm. I, I just, Alan...
1: Yeah, but you would got to accept, that n- never in this world has has the whole population of the planet said no about anything. It's, it's never happened before.
0: Yeah. But what I'm saying is, yeah. I don't think it's your intention mm-hmm. to put people in a, a, a mindset of just hopelessness,
2: mm-hmm.
0: because I, I don't know if you're aware mm-hmm. of how people hang on your words. They listen to you, mm-hmm. and they take you very seriously.
2: Yeah, but they do know. They do know
1: this. Uh, you know that that this this is the next step. The, the thinkers already know this. They already know this. I think
0: you're getting what I'm saying.
1: I, I do hear you. Yeah. But, but but the thing is, the thinkers already know it, and I think the thinkers already know that that I'm not saying this is going to be inevitable for everybody. Now it might come at the time when they try and pass it all by law. You know, uh, that might happen. I don't know. They'd prefer it not, though. and right now it's promoted through all their movies you can't watch a, a sci-fi movie now without seeing all the stuff in it and that's what they said at Loyola uh, they, they would promote it through movies cartoons novels you know and it is an exciting thing to have so uh, you're in a world where most parents don't even communicate to their children uh, in fact the parents would be you know Shocked if they find out what even the children are being taught at school, they, because they get taught about this kind of stuff in, in the coming scientific age, etc. Yeah. So uh, that's your big problem. The parents have already a lot. The fact the parents are just uh, they just pay for the upkeep of the children, uh, and like Bertrand Russell said, he said the state will indoctrinate them. Uh, so you, you get the state and the media in cahoots, and they sure do get indoctrinated well.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I guess if I thought that it was inevitable, I would spend my time mm-hmm. doing the things that I like to do. Yeah. You know, I would start taking past lessons again and... Mm-hmm. I'd start painting and
2: yeah.
0: I would totally spend the time in pleasantry. Mm-hmm. And I, in my mind, knowing that with God, a creator, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And you've said it yourself. They've never, ever succeeded. Yeah. And they're not going to this time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean there isn't going to be a lot of bloodshed and a lot of, you know, all of what we've talked about going on uh-huh. but for them to be successful yeah. I doubt it
1: well to be, even to be successful they've got to get Everyone. Uh, well they've got to get at least 65% of the public to agree with them or to go along with it
0: well thank you for that you know,
1: and that's generally what they've always they can pretty well always and all polls that are taken it's always the same percentage really you'll find that go along with anything just to get along and so they can always count on those people.
0: When we talked about there's two things that made me think of uh, Brave New World. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, 1984. Yeah. George Orwell's book. Mm-hmm. Uh When I, I said it one time to you, I said, I, the one thing I didn't understand in that book is why they went to all the trouble. Mm-hmm. To torture and torture and torture Winston. I
2: mm-hmm.
0: tell he finally said, yes.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. He did. and yes, I love Big Brother. And yeah. then kill him. Yeah. And you said because if there's one holdout, mm-hmm. they're not successful.
1: If there's one holdout, there's a flaw in their whole belief system. Right, exactly. Yeah. hmm
0: So there we go, Alan. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. another way of looking at it, isn't it?
1: Oh, it is. There's no doubt with this ones that are in power that do think they're gods. Um, they won't be happy till every need ends. Yeah. That's a fact. And, and one person standing up... Or, or turning their back on them is enough to set them off in a rage. You know?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well.
1: You see, It's interesting. You see that people have always sought for a god. Always done through the ages. And because the individual has a, a natural, as like Carl Jung said, he said, uh, you can't weigh this this fact or, or feel it or see it or touch it or, or quantify it in any regular scientific way. But because everybody, all down through the ages, has occasionally felt there's something else beyond all of this, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, they gave you the priesthoods to use that need and, and control you with your own need, you see. Um, so that that's always been there. So when you take away all deities, all all of that, um, even the old deities that served them well, the controllers, uh, that inclination is still there. That's why they gave the New Age, for the New Agers, for the, the Age of Aquarius, they gave, the, they gave it to them, you see. And... Uh, uh, and all this oneness stuff and there will be one if they all want to get hooked up to the same computer good luck to them you know but uh, uh, this this craving or need to know that there's something else beyond you if they can destroy that that connection then there's nothing between you and them as gods and they always said that they would make the state god They always, even communists said that. They'd eradicate all the deities and make themselves God over the people. And that's still what they want to do worldwide, the same thing. Yeah. And so for for them to be worshipped as gods...
0: So so those in the state are mini-gods, huh? Oh, yeah.
1: Uh Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's what they want. Uh, eventually down the road, they want uh, an obedient population uh, that will be the white-coated scientist, the new priesthood, uh, and just do what they're told when these white-coated scientists speak and order them all about. That's what they're really after. Yeah. And it's so interesting that science is so close to seance. Oh. Yeah.
0: people in France?
1: Well, it's, it is interesting that all these big um, uh, high chutzpahs in their religions. Uh, I'm talking about the esoteric ones at the top. They're all into channeling. Yeah. And you look at the supposed knowledge that's come through channeling. It's all scientific stuff. It's all to do with science. And uh, a lot of the so-called famous scientists were into this even going back to the 1500s so uh, there's something to this where does knowledge come from where does knowledge and sometimes even thought where does it come from they've never been able to pinpoint in the brain uh, how you are you what makes you you as an individual they know if they can damage a part of the brain, you can't move this or you can't move that. Or even your ability to speak uh, in a motor sense is, is well, malfunction. Not, not but they, they can't pinpoint the ghost in the machine.
2: The ghost in the machine. Yeah.
1: And so that's been a big debate as well. You know. But it also makes you wonder, where did these guys get their thoughts from? What motivates them?
0: Well... You know, you've said before, and I could not argue with this, even in my mind, mm-hmm. I don't think they're human.
1: Hey, whatever's in them isn't human. There's no doubt about that. It's anti-human. It's elitist uh, to, 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 the, to, to uh, an insane degree. Um, it, it, it's uh, psychopathic. No doubt whatsoever. No empathy, um, and so sure enough, uh, from all those aspects, whatever's in them is not human.
0: Well, yeah. and, and maybe we've talked about this on the air. I guess it wouldn't hurt repeating. But when, when, when we first of all the the, the sense of a feeling of compassion. Mm-hmm. But when we are emotionless. Yeah. The emotions are what makes us human maybe, mm-hmm. uh, without emotion,
2: yeah.
0: they have no energy and I've thought about this and maybe it's sounds left field or la la land or whatever, well I said it a long time ago but I, I really didn't feel it and see it the way that I, I do today, mm-hmm. that what drives the machine, what drives the plan yeah. is the energy that they can... Uh, uh, initiate
2: mm-hmm.
0: in other words anything negative anything that isn't of love and that would be you know compassion and kindness and consideration etc cetera, etc cetera. but anything that isn't of that is uh, is fear uh, but the negative it's the negative energy and I believe that they use the negativity uh, the negative energy that they can initiate mm-hmm. uh, in people I believe that that's what's driving the whole plan um,
1: it, it's an what it is it's is an alchemical process
0: they, okay uh, that's what they
1: call it in the high esoteric circles okay,
0: we'll then expand on that please uh,
1: it's taking uh, it's, the, the earliest form of control was initiated through abuse and the, and the outcome of abuse and so horror fear worry terror um can be exploited to to a neurotic degree until you have a pavlovian system you change that which is natural into the unnatural system and that's the the alchemical process and there's so many ways that they couch this of bringing heaven to earth or or the union of the sun and the moon Uh, that's the old rosicrucian union of the hermaphrodite too as above so below it's even in the new testament written carefully in there
0: where it says man and male and female may be them
1: uh, no it's written in the new testament uh okay. and it's in there too where, where they talk about what you loosen heaven you also loosen earth and vice versa uh, that's a spell you know and uh, uh these are all alchemical processes of of loosening the higher powers into the earth or onto the earth but controlled through the few who understand the process this is what they used to call high magic at one time
0: alchemical a l
1: yeah uh and uh and and of course uh That the, the bottom degrees of all these esoteric groups still maintain because they don't know the truth <laughs> at the bottom, they still maintain uh that um as a self improvement thing where you arise up Jacob's ladder uh to, to heaven by self improvement, they don't realize that it's much bigger than that. It's literally a form of of bringing the seething powers of Lucifer if you understand what that means and again, in the esoteric tradition uh, is loosing that within society through the the chosen ones that the higher initiates.
2: <laughs>
0: Excuse me, the power of Lucifer, uh-huh. if you understand what that means.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Well, would you explain what you understand it to mean, please?
2: Well,
1: Lucifer to them is the, is an intelligence, a great phenomenal intelligence uh, that manifests itself through logic and science, basically. Logic, science, what used to be called magic, which was just advanced science. And, and and that only the wise ones with a higher capacity intellects could could access it and and be used by it successfully, uh, and so of course that's what they mean. That's what Albert Pike said in his morals and dogma, uh, when when he had the the seeding powers of Lucifer uh, powers? seeding. Seeding. Uh huh. Yeah yeah like a, like a seething sea you know
0: a sea. Okay, yeah
1: and uh and, and that's what it means for that and even catholicism you you'll find that, that that Satan and Lucifer were not one and the same entities, yeah. they were two different entities or beings because the whole story is the esoteric tradition of the occult, the whole old testament is, and unfortunately so is the new
0: So... When you said Jehovah is Lucifer, are mm-hmm. uh, you talking about the...
1: No, no Jehovah, uh, and actually in the high esoteric, is, is the God of the world, um, or the denier, goes which the Greeks call them. In other words, uh, although they respect the God of the world and the natural laws, it's their job to overcome those laws through science. And so they always put, they always give great respect to Jehovah for having the natural laws for a primitive people by the way um, that's why it's written in there in the New Testament you follow the laws of Moses because you, you were base then you were you know made primitive uh, and I give you the new covenant so this is an ongoing tradition of esoteric religion going back for many thousands of years
0: thousands maybe hundreds of thousands maybe millions yeah uh-huh. because you know what I just wonder if this whole thing reaches to a certain point at a certain time, uh-huh. then it starts all over again.
2: Mhm. Well,
1: they always talk about a thousand years of peace uh, until again. Um,
0: for just for seven years. Yeah. What, what what does that? What what would be the interpretation of that?
1: It, it means that it's a form of utopia. Uh, now, now, when they talk about utopia, remember, it's their utopia, their plan they're talking about. It's a hell on earth for everyone else.
2: Well, not really
0: yeah. a hell on earth because they're so zoned out. Mm-hmm. They're gone, Alan.
1: Yeah, but well, from their point of view, remember, there's two ways of looking at everything they give you. Uh-huh. And so they they see it from their point of view, where they'll have, they'll have their thousand years of peace.
0: The peace for them, yes. Yeah. But when you think about it... I mean, if it came to this point, mm-hmm. those who are left here, who are under that spell, mm-hmm. part of it, can you hear that storm? Yeah, yeah. Part of that system?
1: That's Jehovah listening to you, That's you know.
0: Jehovah. He didn't like that. He's thing. banging
1: his feet on the, yeah, okay. on the sky there.
0: I'm going to get smote, Alan.
1: Oh, you'll be smitten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now I lost my train of thought. Yeah.
2: cute.
1: But that's what it's all about. You see, the whole thing is an esoteric tradition. Uh, It's done through the ages. um, The exoteric makes conformity for the elite to rule society. Um, But they always tie their esoteric traditions through it. But it's all written within there, if you understand it.
0: Well, I understand. Well, I I know that you've said that a trillion times. Very few of us understand it. So it's really nice. That you uh, pick these parts mm-hmm. and then help us understand what it means symbolically to them,
2: yeah.
0: or esoterically. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I'm going back in our conversation here for a minute, mm-hmm. yeah. where we were talking about there will be people who just won't be part of the system,
2: yeah.
0: and that they don't really care. They'll just make it very difficult not to be.
2: That's what they do. Uh, Anita
0: Hoke said that to me one time. Mm-hmm. She said they don't care, Jackie. If, some people go live in caves and give mm-hmm. their children natural childbirth with yeah. and no medical no dental, no yeah. you know just living like primitives again. Yeah. And think about Brave New World and think about nineteen eighty four. In nineteen eighty four there were the proles.
2: Yeah.
0: And I, I, I maybe you could explain what the proles were because it was different than the other society in Brave New World. You know, well,
1: the pros and and orals uh, uh, were the common people. Um The people most spied upon in a controlled society are are the the enablers, the helpers of the top controllers. In other words, all the bureaucrats.
0: Because the pros didn't have those televisions.
1: Well, they were also pretty well uneducated too. That no. Um, they, were, they were entertained, no doubt, etc. You know what
0: blew me away about when I was reading about the pro? Uh-huh. These two ladies, I think, <laughs> out in the backyard hanging up their clothes. uh
1: uh-huh,
0: yeah. I hang like clothes. I know all of like Yeah, and
1: and, and what's
2: interesting, and so too.
0: They, listen, uh-huh. they, they were talking about how to pick the winning lottery number.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: And I thought, oh, my God. Uh-huh. This book was written in 1948. Yeah. And they had this lottery planned for us. And you
1: know why they had it planned? You see, the poor man, uh, he watches all the fame and fortune going on on, on, in the the movie industry and all this kind of stuff of what he thinks are self made people and and thinks that's what it is, the great delusion. Mm -hmm. Because no one gets up there into the big boys' league unless they bring you up. Um, So they give you the lotto. Now, you know why they call it the lotto? No, well, because the, the the Pope who gave the Knights Templar their charter was 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 called uh, um, Lothar in in the in the Germanic French version they call him Lothar His real name was Lotario.
0: Latterio. And the
1: name of the lotto for Ontario is called Lotterio. Just coincidence, of course.
2: Okay. And.
1: <laughs> and of course Ontario on, on the postal code is O N T, which is Order of New Templars.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, but going back to Lotto. Yeah. Okay, you said that the Pope handed out what to the Templars. The charter. So, okay, but wasn't there some kind of a selective system? Uh. Seems to me I read about this somewhere, or maybe you were talking about it. For... The motto today is a game of chance.
1: It is, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and of course it's a scam, as everyone should okay, know. How does
0: that relate to his name? That's what I'm wanting to know. Uh,
1: gambling. A, a gambling, again, it goes back to to, to the, the the scam. It means it's a. It literally means a scam.
2: Okay.
1: And uh, the Knights Templars became the biggest bankers of Europe at the time. Remember, and, and a good part of the Middle East too. Uh, they they became. Uh, in, in fact, they were the first real bankers, international bankers, who brought in uh, a checking society. You could use checks with them, and uh, they would give you notes instead of of the gold, and you could uh, cash them in in one of their banks in the Middle East.
0: The around in their pockets that, uh-huh. that signified their wealth, yes?
1: That's right. Yeah, and of course, they were the only ones who would charge interest as well. So they really were the stock of the modern banking industry. And they didn't have to pay taxes as well, That's like another thing.
0: Well, what about the money changers in the temple?
1: Oh, uh, they were left to take the heat. With the
0: World Bank at the time.
1: Yeah. They were left to take the heat while the Knights Templars gobbled up the, the lion's share and when you look at the old maps of Europe you be surprised how much land they owned all over Europe They were if they hadn't been stopped they would have ended up owning Europe
2: and who yeah.
0: stopped them?
1: well it, it was a King Philip in France that started uh, uh, he invited them up there supposedly on a pretense for a loan and the Grand Master uh, Malay came up with a bunch of them and he imprisoned them yeah
0: and didn't he put out an edict that they were they had to disband
1: him? Well, the Pope eventually did uh, put out an edict because when he found out that, that this was this strange Christian knighthood. Remember, they were also a priesthood first and foremost, and they were knights second. That's more important, really. And what came out. Um, and had been coming out for a long time was those strange practices. Um, and uh, they were also connected with the the old man of the mountain that was the head of, of the assassins, or hashashins they call them, uh, of the Middle East, who'd been running that branch of the occult for a long, long time. They did become brotherhoods together.
0: Well, did you say that the night Templars were... What is the word when they, like the nuns and the priests?
2: Oh, celibate. You mean
0: Celibate. Did you say that they were celibate? Uh,
1: no, they didn't. They were. They, they could relieve. They were sworn to relieve each other's
0: sexual,
2: it. sexual tension.
0: Homosexual.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. That's yeah. Yes. Uh-huh.
0: And that's where the the term dog priest came in.
1: Oh, long before that, uh-huh. uh, they, they used the dog priest even in ancient Israel. You can see that on their temple walls, where, where you turn right for the female prost- house of prostitution and left for the male one. And you see the same in Greece, too. They all had the same religion in the ancient times. That's the big kicker.
0: And today, mm-hmm. my mind, Alan, what's new?
1: Well, I know. They change
0: yeah. the more they stay the same.
1: Well, they came through, through the Knights Templar.
0: By our hour we uh-huh. Uh, I heard the music Dog on it Uh, Dog on it eh? Yeah
2: Yeah
0: Uh Okay Well uh, This is interesting Tonight Mm I don't know So the storm is over.
2: The
1: storm is over. At least you won't be electrocuted on the phone.
0: Now that, well, I'm on my headset, I don't think I'm uh, prone to electric shock on this thing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I think you have to be on a landline, don't you? I would think so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's real interesting, though, that now that the broadcast is over, the storm is over.
1: They, they, well, that's easy.
2: Yeah. It's all timed that way. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Alan, well, you take care. And you too. Thank you for tonight. Bye now. Bye.